Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. This week, diving back into the nomad, bus, van, travel world. Really enjoyed speaking with Katie from uh, We Bought a Van. Oh, goodness. It was about 10 episodes ago. Go check that out. Uh, But she talked a lot about solo van travel, about, you know, redoing the van, creating it into a travel space, traveling around solo and what that all looks like. We had a really powerful conversation about mental health and the whole van life Um, but this episode is with a couple traveling and not in a van in a converted bus now there's people who do the whole school bus thing they're called schoolies the this couple Sinclair and Miles it's a, a former shuttle bus actually for the Philadelphia airport that they've converted and it's a little bigger than a van not as big as a school bus but we're going to talk about their conversion what made them decide to to hit the road Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the dynamics of of living in a small 100 square foot basically 100 square foot moving apartment uh, with your significant other and you have to kind of find a a happy balance because you're not always going to be you know seeing sunshine and butterflies occasionally there's going to be issues and when you're living in such a small space you've got to you've got to work out those issues so we're going to talk about that which was really really powerful really enjoyed um kind of their candidness with that we're going to talk about you know the um issues with with being a, a traveler you know there's awesome times but there's some not so great times too you'll know that if, if you listen to uh to katie um you know several months ago but I, I think you're going to really enjoy this one, whether you're a traveler, whether you just like to hear, you know, a good story, just a, you know, a story about a couple and, and their dynamics. It was, it was kind of an all-encompassing thing there. Um, I wanted another perspective. That's why I found them. So the perspective of, hey, this is a, a bus instead of a van. This is a couple instead of solo travel. There's listeners that i'm sure is thinking oh this would be cool but there's no way i could do it by myself or there's no way i could do it in you know a van well okay here's a couple so maybe you can do it with your significant other not a van here's something just a little bit bigger so just giving you these other options not to say necessarily anyone's going to go and and buy a a moving vehicle and start traveling full time Uh, but i just enjoy hearing the stories i told them in the very beginning that i you know i watch these videos on YouTube of these converted vans and buses and how people kind of put their own personality in it. So it's just a, a, a fun fun thing to, to hear about and to, to learn about. I'm obviously a traveler too, but not in this way. So I, I really enjoy hearing about how others travel. We're going to hear a lot about how they travel, their dynamics, their travel experiences, pluses and minuses. It was a really cool conversation. I think you're going to enjoy this, whether... Uh, you you want to get out there and buy a, a bus or a van whether you're a big traveler or whether hey no i don't i don't do any of this traveling stuff but i just like to uh to hear what other cool people are doing so without further ado here is my interview with sinclair and miles i'm here today with sinclair and miles how are you both good how are you 
good. Well, I want to start just kind of telling you how I found you guys. I asked you to be on. I guess one of my guilty pleasures is to watch these dang videos of uh, you know tours of uh, buses and um, you know all the the vans, those type of things. I'm a traveler too, but not in this type of way. So it just always fascinates me when I see these you know these converted buses and and how everyone just does totally different things from the outside. Right. A lot of them look the same, and then you you go inside and just you see people's personalities. So I think that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. So tell just, uh, I guess, for the, the listener, a little bit about both of you outside of uh, outside of the, the bus. Um, yeah, I guess I'll start. Um, so we we met back in high school and then we met again years later. Um, and that was when we started dating. And I probably about a year after starting to date again, we went on a road trip in um, my to- Toyota 4Runner. And we just had like a tent at the time and it was like a two week uh, trip. Mm-hmm. And then we just like came back to our hometown and knew that like we wanted to travel. We've both always had a passion for travel. Miles is from like a small beach town. I'm from a very small town as well in, in Florida. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what, I mean, what was, what kind of position, what kind of role were you always doing things that was you know, from home that it was easy to, to travel or, or what, uh, did you have to leave, you know, like a career position or, or what kind of things were you doing before you, you hit the road? So yeah, actually shortly after that road trip, I was working in the corporate world at a place that I started working when I was like 17 and I just kept working up the ladder and I was, I could have probably stayed there and continued on my path and been pretty well off, um, doing marketing. But once I got my degree, Um, in marketing and writing, I found a company that was fully remote for like social media, more specific social media marketing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I took a pay cut from my corporate job to take that opportunity because it would allow us to travel for you to be fully remote. Right. For us to, for me to be fully remote and miles does something crazy. So uh, (laughs) currently I do land serving with my dad. He does all of the, you know, physical have to be on the property kind of thing. And then I do all of the drafting on AutoCAD for all of the surveys. Pretty much I handle everything to do with the computer side of our business, which actually works out to be, you know, about 50, 50. Hmm. So that was uh, cool. Prior to that, I was doing a hundred percent of the stuff for the, um, surveying business. So it's been nice. I got to kind of <laughs> ease off of it a little bit on the full throttle, you know? <laughs> no, that's awesome. And and you gave that 50% of, to someone I, I assume you can trust. So that's always a good thing too. Right. Yes. Yeah. So tell us just a little bit about what you guys travel in, because I have interviewed a, you know, a, a, a nomad, so to speak before, but they traveled in, you know, a converted like sprinter type van. I feel like right. that's maybe the more, maybe I, I, I say these things and don't really know, but maybe the more common way that people are you know, living that lifestyle, but there is a whole community that are, I guess, maybe living in something a little larger. So talk a little bit about uh, what you guys travel in. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we actually converted a shuttle bus from the Philadelphia airport. We didn't originally get it from the airport. We got it from the person who got it from the airport, which was a pretty much a handicapped wheelchair transportation service for children to get to school that didn't have a bus that was accessible for them. 
so we got it from that company. Um, it is very different. We've met so many people and everybody's nobody's rig is the same, whether it's a 40 foot school bus to uh, we're actually with some friends right now that are in just a regular Dodge, like old class B RV that they converted themselves. So that's more like a, you know, kind of like a renovation. Yeah. A little mm-hmm. Econoline sized vehicle, which is crazy because <laughs> for me, I'm six two. So I had to have the height. So, and, and shuttle buses are one of the only vehicles other than like $50,000 sprinters that have an interior height that's high enough. Ours, like after we took the factory ceiling out, it was like six foot eight ceiling where most people might in a regular school bus might have just like six foot even. So that was a big determining factor for us. to Yeah. Get. Well, in the space. So like usually you'll see people in the vans that you were saying you interviewed someone who lives in van life is huge. I think bus life is like the newer, the newer um, market. Yeah. Um, it's like the new trend, but um, we're 30 feet in length, 25 feet of livable space. Mm-hmm. Um, we just ripped the, we ripped everything out because we wanted to know what was underneath mm-hmm. um, like the rubber. A lot of people leave their ceilings and stuff. But we just wanted a sound mind knowing yeah. what was going on. Yeah, it took us about eight months, but we ripped it all out, took all the windows out, resealed everything, um, and then put our own stuff in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to I want to talk about that build in a, in a minute, but I, you you kind of answered the the couple questions I had of what made you guys decide to go a a, a bus route rather than you know a van. I think some of it's probably the space and then the height based on, on what he was saying, you were kind of right in the middle. You, you don't have a school bus and you don't use a van. So is it all just based off of, of that height thing? Is that, is that the reason? Yeah. Um, cause we, we, we wanted a school bus original originally, so we could be in the schooly crowd, you know, but we didn't <laughs> want the, that word. We, yeah. we didn't want the full bus. You know, a lot of the bigger ones are 35 feet or larger. We kind of wanted to stay on the smaller side. So then we found shuttle buses and they, because of that, they're meant to transport adults. Mainly they have the ceiling higher, Mm -hmm. whereas the short buses are meant to transport, you know, children children in elementary schools or, or very smaller people, (laughs) younger aged people. So they don't build them that tall for that reason. Most of the time, there are some cases where the schoolie has a stock interior height of higher for some reason, but but it usually what we found actually all of the ones that are taller, the schoolies come from an army or a prison. Oh yeah. Mm. So they're meant to transport adults. (laughs) So that's why the ceiling ceiling is higher. And we also are traveling with our dog Kona and she's pretty big. Um, Mm. So we just felt like a van has its benefits because it's super mobile and like Mm. you can go everywhere in a van which were limited sometimes because of our size, but Kona could literally not even turn around if in a van, it'd be way too small. So that makes sense. And that, and that was another question. How, how limiting is it given that you do have a a larger vehicle rather than, than a van? Um, Like drivability wise, I don't think it's terrible. I can navigate it through you know, we've been in some cities that have some pretty small roads and it was close, but you know, it's, it's doable, but it would definitely be far more easier in a sprinter van because just the, I mean, I think we're about eight feet, six inches wide and most sprinters are well under eight feet. So 
that that six to 12 inches makes a big of difference. <laughs> yeah. And other than like parking, I think it's not so much the length that limits us as much as it is like having clearance. So like we'll be going like down hilly roads or like down dirt roads and we just don't have the clearance to to make it. Whereas, you know, school buses have a much higher clearance. Right. Mm. Talk about talk about your your build and I guess more importantly, given that you you did it literally from the studs, you said that you you went down as as deep as you could. What was important to, to make sure that you, you got in that bus? So previously, um, when we got it from the person, it did have a small leak. So that was huge. We had to reseal everything and make sure that it was watertight prior. And we wanted to do some rust treating in case there was some rust, which there was. But other than that, uh, like the necessities of the build that we definitely needed to make sure that we could live on the road uh, was a dorm sized refrigerator. A lot of people have little coolers in their van or small mm. refrigerators. We wanted to have enough room to put all of our food in a big sink. We definitely wanted the oven. Uh, so we have a three burner propane top and an oven combo for propane. For a lot of people just have the cooktop, but mm-hmm. we like our French fries. We like our chicken <laughs> tenders <laughs> and the pizza every once in a while. The so oven was non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. <laughs> um, and then we also have a shower, which was super important to me prior to hitting the road. And it's a beautiful shower when I do use it. Um, but we only have 55 gallons of water. So we find that we don't actually use the shower very often. Um, we most of the time just go to like gyms and stuff, but I'm still happy we have it, but yeah. it just doesn't get as doesn't get used as much as I would have hoped. What was once thought to be a necessity is no longer. Is maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've heard that, you know, in, in the videos and then the, the people I've talked to feel like everyone has one thing maybe that they put in their build that they thought was going to be just the most important thing to them. And then it's just turned into maybe a luxury and not necessarily they realize they even needed. So I think that's, that's interesting. That seems like everyone has that. So talk about, I guess, a little bit about uh, just the, I guess the, the biggest surprises, whether they're good or they're bad, but, but the biggest surprises of, um, you know, getting on the road and actually living in a, a bus. I didn't ask you to begin with, is this a full-time thing for you guys? Yeah. Okay. So t- the, the, the life of uh, full-time, full-time nomad travel right um hmm. it's a loaded question it is a loaded question <laughs> it's a loaded if question I, <laughs> if i was to tell anybody my main thing of advice would be make sure you have a good amount of savings before you leave the road because you never know when something is mechanically going to happen so our build i mean i have some construction experience so i wasn't so concerned about like the quality of the build or the cabinets shoveling off the walls or anything. I was more concerned about the engine because, you know, or if you break down on the side of the road, that is literally your entire house on the side of a 70 mile an hour highway, (laughs) you know? So you, you got to make sure that you're ready to get hit with some, uh, some blows that maybe you didn't think you were going to do, especially because most people that are doing builds that are in our, income range you know that aren't spending two hundred thousand dollars on a sprinter off the lot um most of the vehicles are 20 or well over 20 years old so you have to expect driving down the road that something eventually is going to happen where you'll need a couple thousand bucks in your bank account to to get you figured out yeah yeah we've had a few issues with that 
but there's just a lot, you know, it, there is so much that we did not anticipate, um, being on the road full time. And like, it definitely comes with its difficulties. Well, we're currently in a spot that we don't necessarily want to be, um, it's not very pretty. There's a lot of garbage around, um, but we're in Arizona, but we are forced to come back here because we had our generator being worked on by a repair shop and we had some bus issues. So we were working on the mechanics here. So, you know, sometimes, well, most of the time things don't go as planned Yeah. in bus life. Not, not every, <laughs> every spot you go to is Instagram worthy mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. You'll sleep in quite a few parking lots. Right. <laughs> in, in some cities that we travel through are just not very, they just don't, that's not, top of mind is to have an overnight parking area for places so then you're in end up 10 miles outside of the city at a love's truck stop for the night just so you can uh, sleep but yeah. it's a love hate thing like when you pull up to these beautiful like out of this world views you're like oh yeah this is why we're doing this but then on like a monday when you're working and you have no water and you gotta find a fresh water fill up and <laughs> dump your toilet because there's no space left in it like it's like it's things you take for granted. Yeah. You don't trade off. You don't get to just flush and forget kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. The the other person I talked to, it always gets it always gets to to that uh that waste management thing. I made this joke because I heard it from someone else. People that's listened kind of made fun of this, but I think it's true. And the other person agreed that two things. One, people that are in it for the the Instagram pictures, they're not gonna last very long because it's not it's it's a rough life in between those pictures. Two is you have to be very comfortable with your own shit, both figuratively and literally to make it successful. Yeah. 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 Uh, And on top of that, you, you learn how quickly uh, you can, you use things. So 55 gallons for us now that we've been on the road for, you know, seven, seven months, we can make it last over a week, but previously you don't think you don't, it's not like first nature to think about that. So 55 gallons, that can go in two days if you're not careful. And then you're filling up every two days, which is definitely not very practical. <laughs> yeah, I was at my mom's house visiting um, a couple of weeks ago because we were picking up our secondary vehicle, which has been very nice to have. Um, but I was like washing my hands and like doing things with the water and not having to like turn it off. And I was like, oh, my gosh, now I want to turn it off. Like, I don't even need it on. <laughs> That's a, that, that does help you conserve for sure. Second day of vehicle. Are you making this, this rig even longer and, and strapping it to the back or are you guys driving separately everywhere now? Uh, we're now driving separately. It's because our, our secondary vehicle was, is a little Toyota Corolla. We've had it for a while. It's only got like, it's a 1999. It has 60,000 miles on it. Oh. So that thing's got plenty of life left in it and oh, we didn't want to sure. get rid of it. So yeah, makes sense. And it's good on gas. It's good on gas. I think driving it behind the bus, her driving saves more gas than if we would have strapped it to this because of mm. what we would have lost in this. You know what I mean? No, that makes that makes sense. You mentioned your 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 mother um, and then you mentioned your your father. Tell us a little bit about, uh, I guess, family's reaction when you guys decided, hey, I want to do this. I want to go and travel full time. I mean, did you guys grow up that way where they're like, oh, these they've always been the, the, the wild child and we're not surprised or were they surprised that you guys decided to do this or, or what? Yeah, my family is not so uh, we're not campers. I think I maybe went camping like once in my whole life. <laughs> huh. So um, they were very shocked 
my mom was more concerned about like safety than anything. Mm. But um, I think they all kind of thought we were a little nuts uh, and that we wouldn't ever finish the actual build, which we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think her family was definitely like, it took them some time to uh, to realize that we were serious. I think they thought it was just kind of like a, a, shot, in the, a shot in the dark dream that we would, you know, kind of get over or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they realized that it was a little more serious and they took us seriously. My dad, on the other hand, was like, yeah, from day one was like, this is so awesome. Let's do it. Like he wanted to help along and stuff. So that was no. cool. That is cool. That is cool. And I, I don't, I don't want to go past the, the part where we, we talked about the surprises, mostly cover the negative stuff. Do tell us some of the surprises or, or some of the awesome things that's happened because of, uh, because of this experience. Cause I'm sure there's plenty, I at least hope there's plenty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We've had a, a ton of adventures. It's hard to name some. We, I think probably the most memorable so far, good thing that's happened to us is we went to the coast with a buddy of ours and we just came up and pulled in this parking lot to the beach and walked over this huge dune and it was just like it was the craziest gradient sunset with like a bunch of different colors and everything was so calm and there was like it it was just a very cool scene to see and then the following day we went and rented atvs and rode on like the same beaches with atvs and we're Mm. ripping around for a couple of hours so it was it was like kind of best of both worlds in the same spot you know what i mean yeah and like I don't know. I don't consider myself a very like social person. I'm not an extrovert. So I kind of was thinking, oh, bus life, we're going to drive into the middle of nowhere and we won't talk to anyone and we'll just, you know, not be bothered. And it turns out that we've been meeting so many amazing people and like are hanging out with them all the time. And now we're making plans for the future to go travel with them. And like, not what I envisioned or imagined at all i thought it was going to be the opposite but it's been really a pleasure it's been cool it's been really cool (laughs) most of the people that we've met are pretty like-minded to us and as far as like you know goals in life and and what have you the whole bus life community and nomads in general are so like i don't know if it's because we're all a little weird so we all like (laughs) get along but i mean yeah, no, I've heard just that the community is, is way more tight knit than you would think for a bunch of people that are off doing their own thing. So I like I like to hear that for sure. That's that's really cool. The, again, with the last person I talked to, they were a solo traveler. They'd done both ways. They traveled the partner. And now they're traveling solo. They talked a lot about, you know, the mental health aspect and how it was just very therapeutic now to be able to, to travel on their own, do what they want to do kind of entertain themselves, so to speak. You guys are a little bit different where you're traveling as a couple. Talk a little bit about, uh, I, I guess, just the maybe the benefits of that and maybe some of the, some of the maybe challenges too. Obviously, you're in, in close quarters. You have to really uh, like each other just a little bit to be able to handle that. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> um, yeah, so the benefit is that I could imagine solo travel would be pretty difficult because you have your rig to think about your next destination, all, you know, where you're going to fill, where you're going to get things. You got to drive and look stuff up. Um, And I feel like when you've just got two, two minds working at it together, it makes it just easier to delegate tasks. Yeah. Like I do a lot and he does a lot. 
I couldn't imagine me having to do all of it. That would be a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we we're like, yeah, we'll go. We're like talk ourselves into going and talk to like another person. Whereas like if I was alone, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go talk to this other person and just like never go over there, yeah. you know, just like do my own thing. Or like, cause if, I don't know, we've, we've come across some people that like will pull up near them and they'll just like shut their doors. So you obviously know they're, they don't want to They don't want to like talk to you. <laughs> they kind of want to do their own thing. So, but I don't know. Um, but it was a very hard transition and I always try to like, whenever I'm talking to someone who's thinking about getting into bus life with their significant other, I always bring that up because like we have been working remote for like a year before we even bought the bus. So we were always home together alone. We had a very small apartment. So we, we figured this would be like nothing. It would be no different than what we were currently doing. But man, is it's it different. <laughs> it's not true. I mean, you're constantly in front of the other person with the person. There's no privacy. It's, you know, it's very different. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to make efforts to like do things by yourself and, you know, go outside and find your own hobby and do it alone. Not that I don't, you know, we yeah. love each other. and we... Everybody has to have their own time <laughs> to think and, and, you know, reflect on their on themselves without somebody else right next to them. you know yeah everybody likes their space. so it's just something to be aware of i think because i think a lot of people have this vision in their head that it's going to be all rainbows and sparkles and awesome and like the first three months was, was really hard. hard for us <laughs> it was hard it's a huge adjustment and you're both adjusting so you could get upset and like just not even not even mad at the other person but something happens and it's just like you know and it's like (laughs) different problems yeah it's like not even you're not even upset with them it's just you're kind of snippy because you're uncomfortable too adjusting to that that difference yeah yeah but like certain things like the cassette toilet you know he moves it up when he goes to the bathroom and then when I got to go to the bathroom, I got to push it back. Like just like silly things that you don't think about until you live in a hundred square feet together. Right. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm glad you guys mentioned the things you did just because I would think you'd have to find, even in a small space, you have to find some, some way to have individuality and have that alone time or you would, I mean, no one can truly be that communal at all times. So I like that you mentioned right. that. And then also, you know, I, I feel like you have to be very, very confident and comfortable with each other in your relationship, not just obviously with, you know, the seeing each other all the time, but when, when things do go, you know, not so well, and, and there is arguments that's going to happen, obviously in such a small space, you got to know how to manage that. What are you going to do? You turn that way. I'll turn this way. I don't want to look at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does happen. Um but usually one of us will go outside or, or I'll work on the couch while she works on the bed or, or, you know, you, you just find ways to kind of, yeah. so, sometimes you just have to let some things go. You're arguing about something, be like, okay, this is stupid. Like, right. I'm just, let's just not talk for 15 minutes, do some work, you know, go back to work. <laughs> but usually it's, it's not bad. It, it gets better with time. You just have to learn, you know, when, when in, when it is an actual argument that you that's valuable to like get get through and when it's just like a bickering moment you know yeah well and being outside helps a lot because right. you know we do have 100 square feet and when we're in the city it you can feel it you know it feels a little 
like, okay, we're stuck in our, we're stuck in this space now. And it's just is what it is. But then once we're parked somewhere where we can like put our chairs outside and put a mat out and kind of set up shop outside, it makes, you know, it's a lot more space to move through. Yeah. So are you, I mean, I don't know what your goal is in, in traveling. I mean, do you, I mean, do you experience areas of having to be in, in the, the bus for a lot of time because of where you're at? Do you kind of chase seasons, so to speak, where you're always trying to find good weather or, or what is, what does that look like? I don't know what your, what your goal is in these, this journey. Okay. So pretty much Monday through Wednesdays are the days that we like to like cram work. And typically you have to be closer. At least we've experienced, you have to be closer to the city to get better signal. And especially for the work that we do requires a lot of data. So having a weak signal isn't as easy as for some people where they can just, you know, they're all on the phone or something else like that. So usually Monday through Wednesday, we have to stay close to a city. And then during the weekends, we try to find a more naturey spot away from, and sometimes they have service. Sometimes they don't, but we don't have to rely on it for work. So mm-hmm. we're kind of, it's kind of like not too far off of our old schedule at home because we kind of did the same thing Monday through Thursday, Monday through Wednesday, we'd work hard and then enjoy the weekend. <laughs> so, yeah. but now we just have to, you know, do that with the bus, move our, <laughs> move our home every weekend. Or And we are chasing <clears throat> good weather. That's why we're in Arizona right now. Um, to be honest, we've been here over two months mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sick of the dust and the dirt. Uh, kind of miss, I miss green. I miss green grass. Uh, but everywhere is too cold. So this is where we are for winter until everywhere else starts to get a little warmer. <laughs> right. Where, where are you guys originally from? What part of the country? Florida. 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 Okay. I gotcha. So it sounds like you guys are, are kind of in that spot now where you're not necessarily, you know, bizarre van people that obviously are tracing all these ex- experiences for Instagram and stuff, but it sounds more like it's a a lifestyle for you guys rather than just, you know, trying to chase these experiences. You're not necessarily always trying to get to the, the next place or to the next thing. It's really just your, your lifestyle is, is just being a nomad and living in that, that space. Yeah. I would hundred percent agree that we're definitely not going from park to park or, or to spot to spot based on what's popular or very popular spots around the country. We're trying to Mosey, we would like to we like to see little towns too. We were just in a little town called Wickenburg and it was pretty cool. It was old western style, you know. So and that's kind of some of the stuff that other people don't see because they're flying from a major city to a major city or a major national park to a major national park, which are pretty far apart. And so you miss all oh, the stuff in between. But so, yeah, we're not like, you know, everyone always asks us that question though, too. Like, oh, so you're gonna travel for a year. No, we don't really, you know, now that we're in it and we both have like adjusted, we don't really have any plan to not be traveling. You know, we might want to, we definitely want a homestead in the future whenever we are ready to settle down. But even then, I think we'll always have some sort of mobile mobile vehicle to go travel in because I don't know, it's like, it's almost weird to think about staying in one place for a long period of time now. So you, you talked about wanting a homestead at some point. Has this taught you that maybe we don't need as much as a lot of people think and, and you will always kind of live more 
minimalistically and, and have a smaller place? Or has this made you think I need the biggest place ever and I'm just going to cram it with as much as I can after all this? <laughs> uh, definitely. I think it makes us like, I don't know. The, it is a bit of a minimalist lifestyle when you think at it from the normal person. It absolutely 100%, is. <laughs> but, I mean, um, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> we, I think we're more interested in having like, you know, a small place, a farm, a couple of cabins to rent out to people. I, I'm not a huge on like, I don't need the biggest truck and like a Ferrari in my driveway. I'm not a possessions person to begin with. So I'd rather just have a lot of land. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd prefer a hundred acres over a hundred thousand square feet. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does bring that to attention. Like even just like garbage how much garbage you produce. You can't just toss it and put it out in a bin outside your house. Like it it does bring a lot to your attention. And I think we've always been kind of minimalists. Um, You know, we haven't, we're not like super spenders or we don't really care about stuff. We don't care about stuff. (laughs) So um, yeah, but we originally were thinking we'd travel and find a place that we want to settle down that we just love so much and we didn't want to settle down before being able to see everything. So that was like the main thing that kind of encouraged us to get a bus and drive around the country to see what there was to see. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So kind of in, in wrapping things up, this is, you're kind of already answering it a little bit and, and COVID definitely doesn't help us know we're going to be able to make solid plans because obviously everything just, you never know what's going to happen, but what do you hope, you know, the future holds? If we were talking in, you know, a couple of years, where, where do you hope you're at? Are you already on that homestead you're talking about? Do you know you want to travel for a few years or, or what do you hope the future holds? Um, yeah, see, we're, we're, still, <laughs> we're all over the place. We have a lot of good ideas and, and no idea when to execute them. <laughs> we're not on the same page about no. the future. <laughs> no, I mean, well, I'm not going to open that up then. <laughs> <laughs> no no not in a bad way we, we would like to have a property within the next year or two but we could also see ourselves just getting a property continuing to travel and then coming back to it or having it for three months of the year to go to when the weather is nice there yeah just somewhere to like park and call home base for even just a few months out of the year but yeah if like we're currently looking actually for mm-hmm. land just to see what's out there uh, and, and what we come across, but if we find a good deal, we'll, you know, we'll pull the trigger on it and keep traveling until we're ready to go and, and be on the land. <laughs> it sounds like you're hoping for just a really, uh, dusty patch and of land, right? No. Oh yeah. <laughs> Is that what it sounds like? <laughs> no, you talked about how much you yeah. didn't enjoy that. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, envisioning that you want a, a green, a green area for that hundred acres. I mean, I'm sure you can get you that dusty desert area a lot cheaper, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's real cheap. <laughs> no, but we, we want the, I think we're just from where I'm from. Um, I, I like grass and dirt under my feet. Yeah. The, the desert is, you know, it's out there to kill you for a reason because everything's got to survive. Yeah. Go. There you go. So tell us how we can we can find you. People want to follow along on on this journey. Um, how can, uh, how can they find you? I don't know all of your, your social connections. I know you at least have Instagram. I'm not sure about, about what else. Yeah. So right now we're on Instagram for like our day to day. 
Um, and that Instagram handle is Irie underscore Vibus, like Irie Vibes, but Irie Vibus. And then on YouTube, we also do a video probably once every couple of weeks. And the name for that is Irie Vibus Living. Very good. Well, I'll tell you, it's been a pleasure speaking with both of you. I don't speak to two people at the same time very often. I never kind of create questions for one or the other. I always like you to see the dynamic of how, how people answer them. You guys uh, are a pretty good tag team. You kind of go back and forth. Every once in a while, people kind of fight to answer things. So I'm glad that wasn't the case. I always hate to see people in a, in a fist fight. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you so much. So that was Sinclair and Miles. Really enjoyed speaking with them. Learned a lot about you know the the bus van world, and I'd already spoken with someone. I learned so much from Katie. Learned so much from Sinclair and Miles. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you learned a lot too. If you haven't already checked out the episode with uh, Katie Larson from uh, We Bought a Van, just a totally different conversation. Even though we spoke about you know the travel nomad life. We talked about some really interesting stuff uh, when it comes to mental health. So check that one out too. If you enjoyed this one, you'll enjoy that one too. But I really appreciate Sinclair and Miles' time. Um, we recorded this you know, about a month ago, so I, I do believe that they're still kind of kicking it in Arizona. Hopefully they find a greener pasture, so to speak, uh, here soon. But I appreciate their time. And uh, go check them out. They gave you all of their, their links here at the end of this video. They'll also be in the show notes. Check them out. If you're not already following us on Instagram, Not Enough Podcast, there's a Facebook group, jacksnuff.com, all these places. Always love when you connect. Uh, of course, on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, write a review. Always love that. Spotify, give those five stars. Let me know you're listening. Love, uh, love when you interact like that. Uh, but otherwise, thanks for being here. Thanks, Sinclair and Miles, for being, uh, being a part of this. And uh, take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.